0: Hello, everyone. Uh, we'll get into the originally scheduled podcast after this. I wanted to address a few things that have happened in the last four weeks. Coach Billy Godwin and I recorded this podcast before Christmas. Uh, he was gracious enough to take time out of his schedule to come and, uh, to the ABCA office and record. He was so excited to get back into coaching and get back on the field with his guys, and he was really looking forward to the season and then this past weekend he suffered a mild stroke Uh, he's resting in the hospital he's doing fine and uh, we want to wish coach godwin a speedy recovery also this past weekend coach gary gilmore of coastal carolina announced that he has liver cancer Uh, he'll be heading to houston to begin treatment uh, when a spot opens up for him and then we're all pulling for you coach and then finally john altabelli was killed in a helicopter crash in january uh, with his wife Kerry and his daughter Alyssa our thoughts and prayers are with his remaining family members I was at Wake Forest last Friday for the division one opening day and they did a 14 second moment of silence for coach Altabelli. I want to thank coach Tom Walter and SID Jay Garneau for their well-done tribute and then so if you wouldn't mind I'd like to do a 14 second moment of silence for coach Altabelli now Thank you. I know there are a million cliches, but nothing's guaranteed to any of us, and our time here is brief. So please be grateful for every day you have and those around you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll now start the previously recorded podcast with Coach Billy Godwin and myself. Thank you, and leave it better for those behind you. Welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. Our next guest is Billy Godwin. Coach Godwin was named the head baseball coach at UNC Greensboro August 8th, after five seasons scouting for the New York Yankees. Coach Godwin is no stranger to coaching in North Carolina. He was an assistant for Mike Fox at North Carolina Wesleyan College where they won a national championship. His first head coaching gig was at Enfield Academy winning a North Carolina high school state title in 1994. From there, he coached seven seasons at Lewisburg College. In 2002, Lewisburg won 51 games and finished sixth in Grand Junction at the College World Series. After that, he had a very successful stint at East Carolina Winning 334 games with five regional appearances in nine seasons. He's one of the few baseball guys out there that can bring perspective on the pro, college, and high school side of baseball. He's had success at every level he's coached at. In this episode, we cover a variety of topics such as his excitement for getting back on the field, the difference between pro, college, and high school, the benefit of summer ball for college players, recommendations for youth players, and recommendations for anyone coming to the National Convention. Let's welcome Coach Godwin to the podcast. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I like getting right into it. Uh, Well, by the way, congrats on getting married this weekend. Um, I had heard that. You know, you've been on a lot of different sides of it now. What do you feel like is the biggest difference between pro scouting and, and coaching in college?
1: Well, it's it's almost two professions in a way. It's baseball, number one, so let's try not to um, overanalyze it. But, uh, you know, the evaluating piece uh, primarily in scouting where you're just evaluating the prospect, trying to find as much as you can uh, about that young man from a a mental side, uh, what makes him tick, uh, makeup, and then the the skills, uh, you know, evaluating the skills. You know, in, in the college side, it's it's still the evaluation is so important, but we're evaluating so early now. And then, you know, trying to figure out, uh, again, it's the same thing, the makeup. And then when you get the kids in, it's, it's about development and developing them and coaching them and, you know, dealing with the dynamics of when you're scouting, it's you're, you're responsible for yourself pretty much every day. When you're coaching, you're responsible for 35 to 40 people on a daily basis.
0: And you're on the pro scouting side for for five years, and now you've been back on campus, and congratulations um, for, for being back in the college game. You know, have you noticed any differences now, you know, from, from when you were coaching to now? Did you notice any differences um, this fall, or is baseball still just baseball?
1: Uh, b- baseball's baseball. I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, uh, people say kids kids have changed over the course of time. You know, you could put a lot of factors into it, the evolution of travel baseball, but you know, I'm blessed. I think Jarrett left a really good program there. Uh, you know, Coach, Coach Jarrett and I had a relationship at East Carolina, you know, with him being my recruiting coordinator for four years. And the kids have been tremendous. The transition's been awesome. Uh, they've been really receptive uh, to a brand-new staff coming in. And we've got a veteran group of players. So um, I, I try not to over over uh, complicate things uh, and make things simple. And our kids have, have responded really well to it. So it's been exciting.
0: Awesome. Um, you know, we'll have some youth coaches, youth parents and youth players listening in. Do you have any recommendations on that side of things for, for any of the youth side that that's listening in? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. You've had success at every level that you've been at. Um, you know, any recommendations out there for the, for the youth side of things?
1: Yeah, I just think, I, I mean, baseball is a tremendous game. I wouldn't be sitting here in front of you if it wasn't for this great game. And I just love promoting the game. But I, I think my biggest thing is I've seen the evolution of, of travel baseball and playing in the spring, the summer. It's kind of how it used to be. You played you know, in the spring and the summer. Now it's going into the fall. It's just, you know, just encourage your kids to have fun. With the game, it's really a it's really a great game, Um, and just let them have as much fun as they can, uh, especially at the youth levels, because that's what it's about. And you know, as their passion grows, uh, they grow into how serious they want to take it. But we're I think we're losing players at the youth level because uh, we're making it like Major League Baseball, and it's really not. It's uh, it's a it's a great game. It's a fun game. I can teach you a lot of values and not only baseball, but in life. So, my biggest is just fun, F U N.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, And and I agree. Um, You know, and hopefully we can help get back to a little bit of that for the youth side of things. I like asking the question Do you have a fail forward moment? I have a a bunch in the 22 years that I coached. Do you have a fail forward moment? Maybe something that. You know, at the time, maybe you thought it wasn't going to work out the way you wanted it to, but looking back now, is probably the best thing that ever happened to you. And that could be as a player or as a, a young coach. You know, I think we all have those moments. I had a ton uh, from when I was a young coach of of some fail forward moments.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I do, and I, I speak about this quite a bit. Um, you know, early in my coaching career, I, I was fortunate enough to coach at at twenty three, twenty four years old with Mike Fox at North Carolina Wesleyan, and then I went. After that, we were we were fortunate enough. We won a national championship together, finished third, uh, Division Three at North Carolina Wesleyan. And, um, you know, I really – I went into college – I went into coaching American Legion and Babe Ruth in high school. And I really wanted to get back to the college game. And um, I, I pursued uh, – my alma mater was Atlantic Christian. I pursued that job in 97, 98, around that area, and, uh, you know, didn't get it. And I was kind of devastated. I was like, this is a school I played at. Uh, I, was, I was fairly young, you know, 29, 30 years old. You know, maybe it's not in the cards for me. And uh, so I didn't get the job. And lo and behold, two weeks later, I got a call from Lewisburg College. And uh, Russ Frazier, who's uh, one of my dear friends and the AD, longtime ABCA Hall of Fame member, uh, called me about coming up and being the head coach there. So looking back, I don't think I would have had the career I've had if I would have gotten that, even though I love Atlantic Christian, I love Barton College, but just I think those things work, work out for us. Yeah,
0: I, I think about the the amount of jobs that I got turned down for, but if you're not ready for those jobs, you know, you, you may be out of baseball in a, in a hurry if you end up being in the wrong situation and, um, you know, it's worked out great for you and I'm happy for you, mm. um, you know. You've been doing this a long time. You're on the pro side. Do you have any uh, morning routines or evening routines that you like? I think this game can grind you down. You coach long enough, you know, your energy level may not be always there. Do you have anything that you do on a daily basis that you really like that you feel like helps you?
1: Well, I think uh, it's it's really your clock. Um, the the on the on the pro side, you know. Uh, When I was scouting, uh, your clock is more geared toward the night. You're driving late at night. uh, you're, You're drinking coffee. You're attending games. Um, I'm a morning person by trade, so uh, getting back into that morning routine has been exciting for me because I'm an early riser. I like to get up and always try to pride myself in trying to get as much done by nine yep. in the morning uh, than most people get done during the day. Uh, so just just the fact that you know you just got to change your clock a little bit because the jobs are different, and you know by you coming in and preparing your kids every, for your kids every day with practices and and and, and things of that nature. And then the opportunity to go out in the afternoon or like we're in skill session now, maybe throughout the day, uh, really gives you that energy level. And
0: then I shut it down at night and then do it again the next day. Wes Johnson talked about that last weekend at at DBU, at the Barnstormers event, just you know, on the pro side, you're coach—you know—they coached 189 games with the Twins, and he's talking about you know not getting done until two or three o'clock in the morning, and then having to turn it around and do it all over the next day. And it was—it was intriguing to listen to him talk to, about that side of it. Uh, you know, the difference between coaching in college and then on the pro side of it. It was really, really interesting to listen to him speak.
1: Yeah, and, and the grind of the day—it's a long day, and of course, it's more physical coaching than when you're, you're sitting in the stands and you're evaluating. But uh, not don't, don't don't get me wrong uh, uh, the Scouts out there that they, they do a tremendous job they work extremely hard they're away from their families a lot but uh, certainly I will you know I cut my teeth in coaching and you know did it for 29 years and this is a passion of mine so I'm excited about being on the field again
0: yeah and um, you know you and I have had conversations about collegiate summer baseball and you've coached some really good players you know Jeff Hoffman is a guy that you coach too you know what are your thoughts on on sending guys out for the summer? Because I think every program has different views, you know. And I think you're still a guy that likes to send guys out, you know. What are your views with with college summer baseball? Um, you know, again, every program's got to do what's best for them. But you know, what do you? What are your thoughts on on the collegiate summer ball side?
1: It's it's a great question. I I, I think a you benefit from playing the game. I mean, there's no doubt. So I'm an advocate of guys playing the game. I think it's an individual uh, deal. Um, You evaluate every kid, and and I think the summer baseball for me has always been about, yes, it's going and being on a team and being part and meeting different people and and having new friends and experiencing new things, but it's also about their individual development. So I think as as a college coach, I step back and go, what is best for this young man during the summer, and what's best for his development? And typically, I would meet with our kids before going out in the summer and go, okay, I want you to go be a great teammate, do the right things, grind it out. Um, but I also want you to work on these things, A, B, C, D. And these are the things that you got a chance to get better at, come back, make our program better, and make you a better player. So I, I love summer baseball. Uh, I, the pitching side of it is always different. For example, this year, um, being new, um, I... I actually didn't place any of our pitchers in summer baseball because I don't know what kind of innings we're going to get. And I feel like when we commit a kid to a summer program, he's committed to that program. Yeah. I'm not the coach that likes to call him two weeks before the season and go, hey, we're banging this guy because he threw too many innings. So we did place uh, the majority of our position players yeah. because at-bats are really important. And Hiddenwood with wood and most of our guys have aspirations of playing professional baseball.
0: What are you most excited about getting back and coaching this spring? I mean, what, what excites you the most about getting back on the field this spring?
1: Well, I think there's there's a number of things that excite me. I I, I love the development phase. I love uh taking a young man and, and, and working with him and, and try to get him to achieve things maybe he believes he can't achieve. So um, you know, when you're scouting, you don't you don't get that hands-on interaction. Yeah. You can meet with them, you can talk to them about their development, but just actually seeing that unfold in front of your eyes is is certainly exciting for me. I mean, Coach Starbuck and I, and Greg Starbucks, um, my assistant who coaches our hitters, we talked about it yesterday. We're in our skill phase right now. And we're winding it up. This is probably the the most exciting time for us because we're in small groups we're working on specific things there's more one-on-one instruction because we know when we come back in january it's all for one and one for all and uh it's more of a team oriented approach but we know good players make good teams yeah
0: you know your bio is awesome and you know i was excited about you coming in here because you know, you coached in high school, you coached at the junior college level, you coached the four-year level. What is the hardest part? And, and and which level is the hardest out of those three to coach, do you feel like? You know, looking back now with those three levels, what do you feel like is the hardest level to coach?
1: Well, they're all exhilarating. I mean, they really are in their own right. Um, the high school kids are so impressionable. There's And you can see their growth jump leaps and bounds at the ability level, and there's some skill set there um the 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 junior college level was was a lot of fun because you're competing with your peers for the most part eighteen and nineteen year old kids day in and day out uh you see the growth of those kids uh junior college doesn't have all the the restrictions that ncaA puts on uh with our limits so you can see growth and uh they are uh I, the 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 division one you know being a division one model or in a division one program is is there there are a lot of challenges you know you start with the recruiting and then you know you've got to evaluate you've got to re- recruit there's different evaluating and recruiting and I used to tell my assistants that some of my young assistants they'd go out and they'd be gone in the summer and I'd go. Hey, at some point in time, we got to get back and recruit. We got to we got to convince them to come to school, um, or or to be here. And uh, but and then you know you get your kids to campus, and then you you, know, you have that first team meeting, and you see the look in their eyes, and uh, so there, there are challenges to every every level. I, I would think, for me, every one of them were gratifying in, in yeah. some respect.
0: Yeah, tremendous. And and last question before I, I let you go here. We're, we're kind of slicing up some pro tips for the convention. Do you have any pro tips for, for somebody that's coming to Nashville for the convention this year? Do you have any tips for them, you know, to just to really enjoy their experience in Nashville?
1: Well, I, I, love, I love the convention. Uh, always have. Always felt like it's a tremendous growth opportunity uh, from that standpoint. But uh, I, my biggest advice is to go in open-minded. Uh, if you can learn one thing – the entire convention that makes you a better professional has been successful. I think sometimes we want to go and learn a hundred things. But if you can just pick up one thing, I know when I sit in on speakers and and listen, sometimes I may come away with just one thing. I go, wow, I've got to take that back. I can tell you probably 50% of what I've implemented and done has been through talking to other coaches or coming from the convention, hearing a speaker speak. So they're very valuable it's a very valuable experience. Just take the time to go in and be open-minded um, when you go in and, uh, and hopefully try to take one thing away from every speaker. Okay,
0: great. I appreciate your time, Coach. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much. I appreciate you promoting our game.
0: Thanks. What an impactful episode. I loved Coach Godwin's honesty on his fail-forward moment. Uh, he's a, a wonderful baseball man, um, and I want to wish him and the Spartan squad the best of luck this spring. It was awesome. He actually came into the office today. So, you know, we've got it set up here now um, where you can come in to the offices and sit down with us. So anybody in the High Point Greensboro area, even if you're passing through, uh, please come see us. Uh, That's what we're here for. Uh, We have a great office. It's a a great space here. It's a great place to hang out. Uh, We've got great people in the office, Uh, so please do stop by. Uh, It always recharges my batteries when, when you're around baseball guys. They have great stories. And I really love hashing it out with baseball guys. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to serve all of you. Uh, Signing off from the ABCA offices in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. And please, uh, leave it better for those behind you. Have a great day.